At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to the Imperfect Entrepreneur. $7 million job down in Texas and my second subcontractor, the largest subcontractor on this project for us, has now decided that we're no longer going to be able to work together. So I'm going to walk through my top three takeaways from that situation. So crazy. So this past weekend, Liliana, my daughter, my wife, Leah, and my brand new son, Oliver, Oliver Glenn went to a birthday party for one of our friends. And it was really cool because at the end of the birthday party, we all went to this park. And at the park, you know, all the kids were playing together and, you know, wrestling around. And Liliana, you know, she's been the biggest older sister and, you know, she she, she obviously plays with other kids at the, the playground. But there was this kid that was literally the fifth child of six kids. And he was the, like, you know, six or seven months older than Liliana. And they were playing with this like little wand thing and they got in this little tussle and like one wanted it and the other one wanted it. And Liliana was fighting him and like getting, trying to get it, but he ended up grabbing it and taking it. And it was so cool because like I, I, I want to put her in those type of situations where she's with people that are hungrier than her because I want my daughter to be hungry. I want her to be hungry. And, um, you know, was, she didn't win that situation, but she, she now has that experience and that what it takes to really win in the real world. And I'm excited to see that continue to grow and flourish as she continues to get older. So my top three takeaways from, you know, having my second subcontractor just totally fail on the project. Now, takeaway number one is I got to be more involved in the process of training my team on how to find subcontractors. That was a situation that I totally abdicated. I wasn't a great leader two two years ago, two two and a half years ago, when I trained that person that was finding the subcontractors how to go and accurately and find the best subcontractors. I totally abdicated that process. And what abdicating the process means is literally handing it off to someone and totally forgetting and not looking over their shoulder, making sure they're executing on it right. And what did we what did that happen? Like what happened was I got a subcontractor that was a good subcontractor on the surface, right? They'd been in business for 30 plus years. They've done multiple projects out there um, at the location we were working on. But there was one thing that we missed. And that we thing we missed was that the previous owner had died. So now the son had taken over. So with that being said, the son took over. And he was he was a dud, and this and the son wasn't running the business the same way the old man was running the business, and now the now all of a sudden we we signed a subcontract and we used pricing based off of a subcontractor that was no good. They couldn't fulfill on their obligations that they had given to us. So then that put us in a really bad spot. 
I then found another subcontractor. I then found another subcontractor. And then that subcontractor was was good, but they they just they they were they wanted to move so fast. And they moved so fast that they lacked quality of the construction. Therefore, we get a month or two months down the road and like I have my customer that's upset with me because the quality isn't there. And there's things that are done that are just like, instead of drilling a hole, they burnt the hole with a torch. So like, instead of the hole being a, a clean circle, now it's like this jagged edge. Just like the little small things that really solidify you as a good quality contractor and that people want to continue to do work with you. And you know, that guy wasn't it. So we had to just move in different directions. And, and another thing that really aggravated me with that guy was that he constantly wanted more money. He just wanted more money, more money, more money, and wanted to just run into the next project, the next project. What I mean by running into the next project is that we had like these canopies in different locations that we had to install. So we would get 75% done one and then run to the next one and run to the next one and then run to the next one. Instead of just finishing the first one 100%, making sure it was total quality, it just like, it didn't, wasn't going to work, right? And wasn't going to work because th those guys were hillbillies. Like they just were, they thought they were working at their, their, like their dad's house or something. And they were just like, be able to run to the next thing, to the next thing and leave all these half open projects unfinished. And like, that's not how it's going to work. Like, that's not how we, we do construction. Like we're going to have to actually go back and fix some of their work because we care so much about our reputation that it's not worth it to us to jeopardize our reputation over that that cost difference that it's now going to take for us to go back and finish that work. So the number one takeaway from this whole situation is that you cannot abdicate important parts of your business. You have to be extremely involved in the training of the personnel so that they can take action off of your thinking and have it be good thinking, right? And what I mean by that, well, that person took action off of their thinking. Well, they don't have the results that I have. They don't have the results that the organization has. They had the results that they currently had in their life. So they were they were great results. I'm not saying that they were bad, but they weren't to a, a level or a standard that the organization had been accustomed to. And we missed a couple details, and then those couple details blew up in our face when it really came down 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 to um, down to down to action and making things happen. And now we're dealing with subcontractors that were no good. So we, we finally signed a contractor that was, he also submitted pricing, but he was one of the higher contractors um, when we got pricing in the very beginning. But we, we, we signed with him because we want to get this project done. We want it to be right. We, we don't want to keep wasting time on this job. We want to just keep moving forward. So we signed up with him and um, he's executing, he's, he's got he's got all the tools, the equipment, we're not running around trying to help him. He's got the team to clean up after himself. They're just a quality contractor and I'm so excited that we, we finally have a good contractor in place. My second takeaway, my second takeaway from this whole situation was that you do not run. You do not run from tough situations. Like this was a tough situation for us. I mean, we're we're now dealing with first subcontractor no good, second subcontractor no good. The government's starting to look at us like potentially maybe we're not any good. 
And I'm like, no, we are good. And that's where the tough decisions need to come in. And the tough, the, the, it's really tough in that, those spots because there's cost involved, there's, there's money involved, there's, there's, there's people involved. But you have to make the best decisions for the organization so that the organization can su survive and move to the next phase of its growth, right? So we continued to push and fight and scratch and claw. And like we let the stands talk and we just kept working in the field, working in the field, working in the field. And now we're in a really good spot with this place. You know, there was an inspector from the very beginning of the project that, you know, was approving all of our work. And then we got a new inspector on the job and he wasn't happy with the work. So like there's all these like personalities got that need to be worked out that are extremely frustrating. We have concrete that's getting ready to be poured. And now all of a sudden I get a call from the, you know, my team saying, hey, the inspector came out here and he's shutting us down. Like we can't pour. Like, so that situation is extremely frustrating and that never would have happened with that first inspector, but that's not the situation we're in right now. So we got to deal with it. And the way we deal with it is we just got to keep pushing forward and keep taking it and keep taking it and keep moving forward. So that's my second takeaway is don't run like the, the first subcontractor that we dealt with. He ran. The second subcontractor that we dealt with, he ran, he, you know, he demobilized off the job site, like literally in the middle of the night and, and ran, he ran, didn't, didn't want to stand behind his quality of workmanship, didn't want to stand behind what he did in the field, right? That's never been our motto. We always stand behind everything we say we're going to do. And honestly, I sleep better at night because of it. Because I know that I'm so integral with my integrity of who we are as an organization, who who I am, and 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 I need my team members to see that, so that when those same exact situations happen, and and for them in the organization, where they have an opportunity to go left or instead of going right, that they 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 follow the leader and go right instead of going left, and making the right decision instead of, you know trying to skirt or run or, or do things that are just not, not, not good. And my third and final takeaway from this really painful time in the organization of, you know, trying to figure this thing out and trying to put the new team together and, and dealing with the cost overruns and dealing with all of the things that come with it is that no one job is going to save or break the organization. What do I mean by that? Well, we got to continue to go out there and get more projects. Like, yes, we have to take care of the situation we cannot run, but we need to continue to move the organization forward. Like, you can't get totally distracted by this. Like, it's consumed me, right? It's like, it's like I'm thinking about it. I'm getting frustrated about it. But until I, I acknowledge it, until I accept it, and start working on a new plan, the organization's going to be stuck. And I can't have the organization be stuck four months ago. Because like today is today. Today is the present time. And the organization needs to move to the present time or we're all gonna be in trouble. All, all, all the team members are gonna be in trouble if we don't move forward. Their families are gonna be in trouble. The income's not gonna come in. We, don't, we won't have the projects. So we have to continue to move forward. And, and that's, that's what we're doing. We're, you know, like, am I upset about what happened? I was upset. I still am, I've learned from that. I, 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 that's one thing that I did recognize through this process was that 
I was upset and I started thinking about it and running it back through my head like how could we have gotten better? How could we have gotten better? How could we have gotten better? And a lot of people don't do that exercise. They just say, oh, you know, they just say, oh, you know, like, you know, this happened to me and like, you know, uh, blaming everybody and I could, there's so many people I could blame. But I had to take ownership. I, I abdicated the finding of the subcontractor. I, I gave a little bit too much trust to the field, which will never happen without having closer controls on, on how the project is going. Um, but like all those things happening, we still got to stay focused on where we're going and, and, and how we're going to get there. And we're not, we're going to get there by continuing to do more and more projects and continuing to have successful projects and by continuing to continue to put the best version of ourselves, the organization out there into the universe. So with that, with that go out there and crush it. Go out there and make it the best day. Go out there and be great. Let's roll. Yeah.